When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. It's time for another edition of Inside Memphis Athletics, presented by AAA. At home and on the road, AAA has you covered with 24-7 roadside assistance, insurance and travel, plus money-saving benefits and discounts. AAA, proud partner of the Memphis Tigers. Now, here's Jeff Brightwell. We're joined by Chris White, new special teams coach here at the University of Memphis. And coach, I know you guys have spring practice cranking up pretty soon, and you're getting acclimated down here at your your new school now, so I really do appreciate you taking some time. Absolutely. I'm fired up to be here. Can't wait to get going. First of all, before we look into your background and just talk about your journey in coaching, what was it uh, about Memphis that attracted you? I know that coaches move around a lot. Uh, you do a lot of interviews. You, you, you scout schools just like you scout players. So what was it that interested you about Memphis? Well, Coach Silverfield and I worked together at the Vikings. Um, He was the assistant uh, O-line coach, and I was the uh, special teams assistant. And we really became really good friends. And, you know, we've always talked about working together at some point in our careers. And, you know, so so excited for him to be the head coach here. And uh, he had the opportunity to ask me if I was interested in in, in coming down here, and I, I jumped at it. And I was like... He said how beautiful this place is, and uh, you know, I just came down and I've been here a couple of weeks and just fall in love with the place. You, you are from obviously out of area. I mean, you, a lot of your uh, your, uh, your your coaching background. I mean, you're you're born and raised in Massachusetts. You played football up in Maine. A lot of your experience comes from the the upper Midwest and, and the Northeast. Is this the first time in, into the uh, the Southeast? Pretty much. I, I've been uh, a lot of places. Most of them have been cold places. Um, this is the first uh, really warm weather place, other than one year at Arkansas State, believe yeah. it or not. 19, uh, I think it was 91, Ray Perkins, former yeah. head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks, Alabama. I was with him for one year. It's a long story, but um, 
Yeah, I grew up. Uh, my dad was a high school coach. He played quarterback at Notre Dame. Wow. Yeah, so football was uh, was in our blood. I have an older brother who's, uh, who coaches as well. He's at Bowling Green right now. He's older than me. He's, he used to be the office, offensive coordinator at uh, Wisconsin. He coached at Florida, at Boston College. So, you know, as coaches, we move around a yeah. lot. But I'm, uh, I'm real excited to be in the warm weather. Uh, unfortunately, I have a little bit of a cold, believe it or not, but uh, <laughs> we'll be okay. Well, it was funny when we came in today. I had my coat on. I told you, well, it's a Memphis weather to me, but I'm sure it's a nice, like, fall day for you. Oh, uh, man, I went out to get some mail at my apartment uh, yes, uh, last night in shorts. I was like, you, you're not going to do that in Michigan, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Coach, uh, where were you uh, – what, what town were you uh, raised in in Massachusetts? A little town called Groveland, Massachusetts. It's on the north – shore of uh, Massachusetts heading up towards Maine and, and New Hampshire. It's a, it's a cute little, little little town. Is that where you played high school ball or did you have to go to another small town? Was it a county school yeah, or a city school? Of, basically a county school. There were three three towns uh-huh. in it. Yep. It was a little small school. Little school. Tell, tell us what, what it's like growing up there. I mean, we're, we're down here obviously out of the region. That's the, the, the upper northeast. We're down here in the southeast. What's it like yeah. growing up in a small town in Massachusetts? Well, uh, people say we have an accent. <laughs> I've worked very hard to to uh, get rid of the cars and all that stuff, but I still don't know how to say y'all. I say you guys. So growing up like that was, uh, but it was great. Uh, obviously a Red Sox fan, true, true. Uh, Patriots, Celtics, you know, best sports in the, in 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 the in the country in professional sports. So fired up about that. What what was high school football like in in Massachusetts for you and your experience? It's good. You know, it's just. Uh, you know, good, good. Mostly just guys who are going to play high mm-hmm. school football. A few of them went on to play college. Mm-hmm. You know, I played at a small Division three school. Um, I played baseball as well in college, so you know that was fun. Um, but it was just, you know, we have a tradition, a Thanksgiving Day tradition, yeah. and you play on Thanksgiving morning. And that was always uh, a really neat experience. You never forget. But uh, it was just good, you know, good high school football. You parlay that into uh, Colby College up in Waterville, Maine, so that's your your first foray. I assume up into Maine, you go a little bit further north than than Massachusetts. Uh, I believe you played what baseball too, as yes. well as football too. Two sport athlete uh, had to be kind of a neat experience. Smaller college up there and get to play two sports. Yeah, I mean that was the goal. You know, um, I wanted obviously wanted to you know go to a higher level, but you know just five eleven quarterbacks hard to come by, so it was. Randy option and uh, played center field at, at Colby and had a great four-year experience and just really proud of like being a, a two-sport captain up there. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, have, you, have you talked to Carrick, uh, asked him if you go shag some fly balls? I mean, where you're located, you're right across the, uh, the parking lot here from the baseball field. I don't know. That baseball field looks real nice. I'm not sure I could hit a baseball right now. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, did uh, coming from obviously your background growing up, a family full of uh, football players and then coaches, did did you know? I mean, was that already in your blood, and you knew that hey, I'm gonna, I'm going to stay with what what the family's been doing? This is what I have a passion for and love. I did. Yes, uh, I was very fortunate to uh, right out of college uh, get a graduate assistantship at Syracuse University, mm-hmm. and my dad knew the head coach Dick McPherson. I don't know if that name rings a bell mm-hmm. to anyone, but he's legend up there uh in Syracuse and he um you know he gave me my first opportunity I'm forever grateful for you you move along uh and you fast forward to the the late 2000 teens and you're you're in the NFL uh what what kind of experience and how neat is that to see your coaching career evolve where you get to to coach at the highest level Uh, it was special obviously and, and 
I always joke that uh, my first year, Ryan Coach Sillafield was here uh, at the Vikings a couple years prior to that. But my first year was uh, when we uh, we got uh, Brett Favre. Mm. So we started out the, the season eight and zero. I'm like, this NFL stuff's easy, man. What is that? I mean, what's the big deal? <laughs> but really, the the biggest difference people always ask me about is is really the length of the NFL seasons is really remarkable. I'm like. We were 8-0, and it was Thanksgiving, and we were halfway done. And I was like, I'm used to, like, the season being over in college and getting ready for a bowl game or going out recruiting or something like that. And But you're halfway done. So You mentioned that that first experience, it, it went by quickly. You're already at Thanksgiving, and, you know, it's you're 8-0. Oh, this is great. You've got the, the best athletes in the entire world, the best football players in the entire world of the NFL. You've coached college before. Uh, I believe you're you're a high school coaching too, yes, and that's where you really, yeah. I mean, you're you're, you're a teacher, a, a mentor at all levels. So you, you've really seen the gamut of how much you teach, where you teach, and probably the different ways you teach a game from from a high school kid just learning the basic fundamentals to a college kid refining things, and then then really fine tuning at the pro level. Yeah, but uh, really, coaching's coaching, and 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 players are players. Like I mean. Everyone asks me how difficult is it to coach an NFL athlete. It's not. It's not difficult at all. First of all, they're in the special teams world. They are fighting for their job mm-hmm. every day. But it's the, the same old deal. They don't care how much you know unless you. They know how much you care. And like, if you have knowledge of what you're doing, they'll respect that. And you know, you treat them fairly. And um, that that's basically my what I've tried to do my whole career yeah I would assume too a professional athlete especially at the NFL level knows how to take coach and wants to take coaching because they they probably figure I wouldn't be at this level if I was not coachable to begin with yeah absolutely and and at the same time if they don't trust you or don't think that you're knowledgeable they're not they're going to tune you out and they're, they're not going to respect you and you know that's where you have issues uh player coach and, and that's at any any, any, any level you, you've also been, uh, you know, fortunate enough. Uh, you, you've you've worked and earned it, but you've coached uh, at some of the highest levels of college football with some of the biggest programs. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, just coaching in the Big Ten, some yeah. of those arenas, like Michigan, Iowa, um, just really neat fan bases and yeah, you know, special players as well. I mean, the sacrifices that everyone makes, and, and I see the same here in Memphis. And these guys come to work every day. I mean, it's a really impressive. Uh, the, their discipline and structure and, and how much they want to be great. When you start coaching and as you move along in your career, uh, obviously you've probably done different position groups. When did you fall into the specials team? It was going to be your thing. Well, it's kind of been my deal the whole, every stop I've gone. Yeah. Um, but ironically, my first college job, you know, I had never coached special teams in my life. Um, this guy by the name of Jeff Horton, he was the head coach at UNLV. He's one of my brother's best friends, and uh, he hired me as the special teams tight ends coach, and I was fired up for that. But a week into it, uh, there was a staff movement, and they moved me to defense, and I've never played defense in my life. I was coaching the linebackers. It was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. I learned you know, how to coach defense, how to tackle, all those things, and um, the special teams uh, has been a, really a blessing in my career everywhere I've gone. How have you seen over your time coaching uh, special teams evolve? I mean, it's not just 
run down and tackle the guy with the ball. It's not just catch the ball and run back the punt or the kickoff. Yeah. Uh, I know kickers are a little bit different, but but in, in coaching them and the cover and the and the return teams. But how have you seen it evolve? Because it seems to have become extremely sophisticated now. It used to. You know, when I was growing up, and I'm 50 years old, you know, you have your offense and your defense, and special teams is special teams. But now it's so intricate on cover and return, and it, it's whether you're going to be, you know, successful or, or if you struggle on that in that that aspect. Yeah, I mean, it's it truly is a third of the game. I mean, it's like you can win, you can win or lose games instantly on special teams. Whether in in it's so. Um, you know, we I I say it's a one shot one kill deal. It's like you, you got to go in there, make your kill, and get out. But really, the the it, the thing, the rule changes over the years have been uh, the biggest difference mm-hmm. in my mind. But college uh, specifically, just the punt part of it is like all the different formations and uh, all the movements that you can get there. That that's been really intriguing. And then um, you know the rules on kickoff and kickoff return were safety rules. Are in there for uh, for a reason, but there's nothing more exciting to see a kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it just just gets the crowd electric. Well, it's interesting how you kind of kind of turn the special teams because you know if you're if you're talking about academic, you can say the offense and defense is like going to class. You've got chances to do things. You can survive a mistake, but special teams is pretty much you mentioned one shot. That that's the pass fail. Yeah. class there's no second shot you get one yeah. play and you're off the field yeah it's not first second or third down it's yeah. it's, it's fourth down and you got to execute you got to execute a kick you got to protect the punter you know there's no worse feeling than a block punt you know it's it's keeps coaches up at night you were at uh buffalo last the last couple of seasons a good friend of ours who was down here mark Olnut, the uh the, the athletic director uh down there uh w- when you were toying around with uh memphis did he did, w- did did you talk to him at all did he tell you a little bit about memphis well it happened so fast that I, I didn't but we, right. we we had talked about uh memphis quite a bit because of coach silverfield and uh and, and mark being uh down here and mark has great memories uh of here and his wife does as well and Mark's just a great, great human being, and done a hell of a job up there with all all the programs. He's uh, he's he's a star for sure. Tell us, because we'll be curious. We're always, you know, you're you're always curious about the reception of your program. So you're you're up in the the Midwest and the in the Northeast. You spent the one year over at Jonesboro, so you had some familiarity, and you knew Mark, and you knew Coach Silverfield. But just just an outsider's perspective. Of uh of the Memphis program because the last decade Memphis has jo- enjoyed uh a lot more success than it had in a in a long time and kind of put itself out there a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's got a great tradition. Um, when you think about Memphis football, I think first word comes out of my mouth is is tough, tough toughness. They got tough kids and explosive athletes. You know, and special teams is uh, a history of special teams mm-hmm. and punters, kickers, returners. You know, just NFL guys and doing great things on special teams as well. Um, it's just been a, it's just a, a, a lot of guys in the NFL. You, you don't even realize. Oh, he went to Memphis. Oh my, it's just like yeah. there is a, it, 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 and it's a culture down here that you can easily see why. And uh, I'm really just excited to to be part of it. When you got down here for the first time, uh, were you surprised the w- when you walked around the facilities, the indoor that's still relatively new to us, the yeah. the outdoor and everything that 
Uh, the American Conference is a very solid conference. It's not you know what people quote unquote P five, but I think we've obviously got some P five facilities here. We were you surprised at the tools you had to work with when you got down here for yeah, the first time? Absolutely. I was not shocked because Coach Sealfield explained how nice it was. But just the, the whole setup, how it's set up, is, is in, so impressive with the, the fields, the two grass fields, the turf field, the indoor. The coach's offices are beautiful. The weight room's outstanding and, like, huge locker room for the players is beautiful the training room and everything's done first class and um, you know it's as good it's as good as any place that I've been got a unique time here to take over the special teams because there's going to be turnover and the kickers and the punters and some personnel I mean that happens in college athletics regardless uh, about every four or five years probably a little bit more now that the transfer portal is in if you had a chance at least with the guys that are they're currently here i know you can't really get your hands on them until spring practice cranks up uh in mid to late march but uh a, a chance to see the personnel you've got to work with so far i've seen them in the weight room yeah. they um i haven't seen them uh go outside and kick yet um looking forward to that but uh, just really like the personalities that i'm seeing I, and the uh the five guys that we have are in the program right now are just uh a lot of fun to be around, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know them and the whole team as well uh, in the next couple of weeks. Well, what do you think special teams philosophy? I'm sure you, you've got one, but when you look at the personnel here, and again, you're not going to get to see them until they get on the practice field. Uh, and I guess that's important for you to get out there because you need to see the guys mm-hmm. run through offense, run through defense, because it does take a special person and to go do special teams to run full tilt down the field. I mean, that's a, that's a violent team to play on, whether you're on the – uh, you know the coverage team are the are the return team and it that's got to be a lot of want to want oh, to yeah. find playing time want to make an impact a chance to be a, a playmaker yeah so what, right now coach Stillfield has this thing called the tour of duty right and they're basically morning workouts with uh, stations and it, it's it's designed to for competition but it's designed for really sp- uh, football related movements and conditioning as well but every drill that we do they're competing against another guy and it's really fun to watch them compete and then during the spring we have this thing called the, the TFL the teams football league and we'll have all these different teams uh, and games for them so everything is a competition we try to make them compete at uh, everything they do when they step on the field all right, Coach, away from football, everybody got moved down here? Uh, got got everybody down here yet, or is it still trying to – you know, I've, I've talked to some of the other new coaches. I mean, it's uh, people don't understand what kind of a grind it is sometimes, I think, to be in coaching. You buy a house, got to sell a house, and most of us are fortunate enough to do that maybe once or twice in our lifetime. You guys are doing it every couple of years. Yeah, I'm getting pretty good at the moving part of it. <laughs> but uh, interesting what you said. I have two daughters. Yeah. <clears throat> One is a freshman in college. And one is a junior in high school. And when I was coaching at the Detroit Lions, I told them this would be their last move, mm-hmm. not knowing that we would get fired in two years, <laughs> hoping I would stay there longer. But my wife and my uh, youngest daughter is still in uh, Canton, Michigan, and it will be for one more year. Okay. So I'm in an apartment up here, a beautiful apartment, but uh, I miss them and I'll see them in spring break. Obviously, your focus on on football down here, but have you had a chance to kind of get out, see the city a little bit? How do you like it so far? Well, I went to the Memphis basketball nice. game Saturday. Unfortunately, whilst in overtime, we went to the Grizzlies game last night, so that was cool. Jow was awesome, 
and I've been down to Beale Street. So yeah, yeah I'm uh, I'm getting around. I love it. You've hit the the uh, you're you're hitting the important spots. Have you found a a favorite barbecue joint yet? Or are you you sampling up because there's a lot of them to go to? You know, I'm trying to sample them all, but um, I I think one and only. Yeah, they have a brisket that's ridiculous. I like it a lot. <laughs> All right, Coach. Well, we uh, we are really happy to have you down here. Uh, excited to get spring practice. Uh, welcome to Memphis, and glad you chose to be a Tiger. Absolutely appreciate it. Can't wait. Go Tigers! Go. This has been Inside Memphis Athletics, the official podcast of the Memphis Tigers. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. However, you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Memphis Tigers Sports Network.